Hello, you're listening to Living Beyond Limits, and I'm your host, Marcy Langlois. Thank you so much for joining me today. At times in my life when things have been really, really hard, I've felt so alone. I mean, who doesn't, right? Who are your people and places in your times of struggle? Yourself, maybe, turning inward? Or how about your faith system, community, parents, or partner? Over the years, I've tried many many different things. But what I want to share with you today is my experience looking for healing and wholeness in some very unexpected places. If you love alternative medicine and spiritualism, you might be really interested in learning something new today. If you're a bit of a skeptic, let me be your guide today. Just sit back with an open mind and take a listen. Looking at the universe and life in a different way can feel a little woo-woo. There was a time when I felt the exact same way. I totally get it, and I'm not here to convince you of anything is right or wrong, but when your health and happiness have taken a big hit by life, when you feel lost and alone, there may be some help in some seemingly unlikely places, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. The first thing that I uncovered was energy medicine. Donna Eden invented the protocol coined energy medicine. She had MS as a young woman and was wheelchair-bound. She went on to heal herself of MS using her own protocol. She later ended up with cancer and, according to her book, healed herself of that also. She'd been able to see people's energy from a really young age, but thought that everyone had the ability to see people's energy. When she got sick, she was able to see how her own energy was defunct and then was gifted with the ability to correct the flow of energy in her body. The practice is comprised of using a set of simple techniques that use your hands to move the energy over specific parts of your body that correspond to the meridians that are associated with Chinese acupuncture and then other meridians that she identified on her own. And that's all to reorganize the energy and have things flow correctly. She describes in her book how stress and trauma cause the disruption of flow of energy which then causes illness and disease in the body. The entire protocol is based on an understanding that returning the natural flow of energy to the body will result in resolution of any presenting symptoms. Energy medicine was the only thing that helped me for a number of months after my health crisis came to a head. My entire nervous system was dysregulated. I couldn't sleep, eat, concentrate. I had tremors from head to toe, And in my brain, it was awful. And the panic attacks were over the top. What I learned in energy medicine is that when the fight or flight response gets stuck on, then we have to rebalance the entire body. So I had a protocol of about 12 movements that I made with my hands over different areas of my body. After doing this, the tremors would completely stop. I mean, literally no symptoms. They would return initially, though, but the protocol restored balance momentarily. Honestly, sometimes for hours, I would have complete relief. It was amazing. If you're interested in any of these protocols, you can find practitioners around the world on their website, or you can buy the book and use it at home, Energy Medicine by Donna Eden. The second thing that really has been a guiding light for me is asking for signs and synchronicities. I believe that when we enter this lifetime, 
We all have spiritual guides that come with us. Most spiritual traditions believe in some sort of angel or some kind of entity that bridges the gap between being human and the divine. I'm of the mind that we're born into this life with a very specific agenda. We come here to learn specific lessons for our souls to be able to evolve. So what I do every day is ask for a specific sign. Whatever it is that you want, you have to ask your guide for help. So every single day, I ask to be shown a specific sign to know if I'm on the right track in my life. And I ask for owls, butterflies, repeating numbers, and to hear what I need to hear from someone else. I asked for help from my grandmother specifically that passed away a little over two years ago. I literally talked to her as though she is here, and I asked her to help me with whatever she possibly can. Almost without fail, things will come to pass. The most important piece of this, though, is that if you're going to ask for the sign, then you have to watch and look for the signs. I spent years asking for signs, never looking for them, after asking and then thinking that I wasn't receiving them. But the truth was, I wasn't paying attention. I'm going to share this super cool story with you about receiving a sign. It's a difficult story for me to tell, so I just want to let you know ahead of time. Our dog, Ozzy, was killed in a very tragic set of circumstances based around a hate crime that we experienced. He was this massive 110-pound American bulldog, and his head was bigger than mine, literally. When he stood on his back paws, he was taller than I was. He was my protector, and he was also my baby. And I'm one of those people, if you can't tell, that treats their animals like their kids. Ozzy was everything to me. His nickname was Presh. Really precious. We were connected, and we still are. I 100% believe that. Our other dog, Miko, happened to pass away 12 days before Ozzy. Miko was such a sweet, sweet soul, but we just didn't have the same connection, honestly. He was most connected to our daughter, but he was an amazing, amazing dog. Needless to say, though, when we lost both of our dogs within 12 days of one another, we were devastated. The night that Ozzy crossed over, two owls showed up in our front grove of trees, and I knew Like, I knew I could feel it in my heart. They were a sign from Ozzy and Miko letting us know that they were together and they were also with us. Every night for the next six weeks, those owls came to the grove of trees in our front yard. So we ended up having to move because of the hate crime. And we ended up deciding to move all the way to the other end of the city. The first night we were in our new house, an owl came to our backyard. Now, I don't know if you can relate to any of this at all, but having an owl show up in our new backyard made me feel a huge sense of comfort. When your world is seemingly falling apart and everything feels like it's out to get you, don't you find comfort in knowing that you're connected and you aren't alone? Maybe you feel like there's a greater meaning and purpose than what you can actually see with your own five senses. When I'm in that space of feeling completely annihilated by life, I need something to reassure me that everything is okay. I feel so vulnerable. So, of course, since then, owls have been my thing. Like, I always feel Ozzy is present when owls show up, and they show up all the time because I ask for them. Fast forward, 
years later, we're in our new house and our new dog, Atticus, a little French bulldog, jumps out of my arms while I'm going down the stairs. And I knew immediately this was not going to be good. He landed on the tile about three to four steps below where we were. And he was immediately paralyzed. He couldn't move his front or hind legs. The first thought in my mind was, I said out loud, Ozzy, I need you now. I need your help with Atticus. We brought Atticus to the emergency vet to have him checked out to get us through the night until we could get him up to the neurologist the next morning. They said that he would be okay overnight and that we could go ahead and take him home. So when we got home, I took him out to go potty for the night. And guess what? There was an owl in the backyard right then and there. I knew that it was going to be okay. It doesn't mean that I didn't worry, but that deep knowing, I knew he was going to be okay. The next morning, we made the hour drive to the neurologist. We arrived at eight o'clock sharp, as they had asked us to do. There was only one other dog that came in while we were waiting to be seen. It was this huge Rhodesian Ridgeback, and he had to have weighed 100 pounds, maybe even more. He kept wanting to come over and interact with Atticus, but Atticus simply was not having it. The vet tech came out and called the other dog back before us. And she said, Ozzy, we're ready for you. Immediately, I was like, wait, what? No way. No way. She just called him Ozzy, right? Like I'm having this whole internal dialogue in a split second. And then I'm like, ask the owner, wait, what is your dog's name? And he looked at me sort of like I was crazy, right? To be asking what his dog's name was. But he answered me and he said, Ozzy. I mean, now, come on, you guys. I just started crying, literally. I was so overwhelmed with all of the signs that it was so much and I was so grateful. I mean, really, the owls, Ozzy, what else, right? So when we left our house with Atticus, he needed to be held up to go potty. He could walk some, but really not much at all. He would basically drag his hind legs. By the time we left the neurologist, the neurologist even said he had never seen such a thing. But Atticus was walking and improving with each passing moment, so much so that he walked out of the neurologist's office, went potty on his own, and walked to the car. Now, he doesn't walk perfectly today, and he has neurological issues, but he definitely gets around, and he's completely independent. I mean, for me, there was no denying these signs. In the hardest moments of life, to have a crystal clear sign that solidifies a sense of connection immediately Oh, it makes me feel like everything is going to be okay, no matter what. It seems like we all long to feel a sense of connection and to feel like we aren't alone in this struggle. The feeling of connection makes the harder things feel more bearable for me. The other thing that I love is, you know, that time in your life when things just come together and you can't explain why? Don't you love that? That is one of my very, very favorites. That is synchronicity. It's sort of like you've tapped into a different realm or flow of energy. Things just click without effort. You see the truth of a situation or things that felt impossible actually end up coming together and you can't explain why. Anything like that that happens in life, I believe are all gifts from the other side. And then the other thing that I really believe in to bring about change and healing and connectedness in our lives is acknowledging that the power of the mind and feelings that what we think and feel we become. I believe, and science and research is proving it every day, that we truly do create our own reality. What we think and feel is who we are. 
If I'm someone that thinks and feels negative thoughts and emotions, then my life is going to be full of negativity. If I am completely opposite of that and full of goodness and positivity, then my life is going to be full of that. People create their own lives by what they think and feel every day, and they don't even realize that they're doing it. You know when you have a big goal that you're looking to accomplish, and you can see the goal so clearly in your mind's eye, right? You, you can feel what you're envisioning and how it feels to take the necessary steps to get there. You can feel when you reach the goal, and you can feel how amazing that is. This only happens, though, in your mind's eye, right? But that's how powerful your mind is, is that as you're thinking it, your body starts feeling it. Then the next thing you know, you're committed to the goal, and you're taking the steps to make it happen, and then bam, you have succeeded, and you met your goal, right? Think back over your life when you had this vision way out beyond. And the next thing you know, it's like you saw it in your mind's eye, you felt it, then you were inspired to take action and you motivated yourself to do it. And then you, you met your goal. That's exactly how it works. What we think and feel we become. Unfortunately, of course, the same is true for the negative things we stew on also. So be intentional about what you think and feel and choose your thoughts wisely. Here's an experiment. You can do this all on your own. Run your own tests and see exactly how your thoughts and feelings impact your day. Try keeping track of what you think and feel for the day. Just notice what that is, right? Note at the end of the day if you are primarily positive or negative and what your corresponding feeling was. The next day, do the opposite of what you discovered today and note how the day went at the end. Notice how what you thought and what you felt your life became. Was it full of positivity and did you feel great and happy and excited and grateful? Or were you stuck in a cycle of negativity? Just notice. And that's the only proof that you need. If you're like me, when life feels hard and you feel alone, you need some reassurance to keep going. My goal today was to provide you three sources of inspiration to keep going even in your darkest hours. There is so much magic to this life, but we have to seek it out and pay attention. The magic is there just waiting for us to notice it. I hope that you're going to reach out to me on my website and let me know what magic you've experienced or what you notice that's always been there. If you found today's episode to be fascinating in some way, please share it with your community of people. Follow me on TikTok, YouTube, or Instagram for tidbits in between shows. In the meantime, be aiming to live beyond limits.